let me say that the political if you like, the political big This is the News Made of Students podcast. It's myself, Lex, here with my boy Ace. You're not middle class, you're not black white. Enjoy one podcast at a time, discussing all things. Statistically, it looks like in London yeah. right now, yeah. this is predominantly a problem of young black teenage boys. Yeah. Hey, welcome. Yo, yo, yo. How you doing, man? All good, my guy. All good, man. Freedom soon come. Freedom soon come. If you can call it that. <laughs> Honestly, call it that. It's quite crazy, you know, that you know, tier two is almost looking like a real normal lockdown and they've kind of decided to play piano with the nation over who becomes into what tier, like a raffle. Bro, it's so mad. Like, it's like, I was reading about, I was reading what we can and cannot do in tier two. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't make sense. I was reading this thing about places of worship. They said, yes, you can go to places of worship, but you must not interact with anyone. I don't know, mad. quite weird though. Bro, it's weird. You know it's what I mean? Like, it's so weird. It's so weird. It's so weird. Like, like this whole guideline that they've given, especially with the substantial meals with the alcohol, it feels like they're very economic policies and they're using like the public fair to just put through more ideological policies. Yeah. Like, making policies that are going to have any... What is the... I don't know. For, yeah, so what's been going on with you, in your end? Obviously, this is our second... It's episode 31, 31, 31. for lockdown part three. Yep, 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 yep. Um, lockdown, by the way. What's that, bro? This is second lockdown. Well, That's second national yeah. lockdown, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Bro, um, like everyone, I'm sure, resting up, um, engaging in some good content. I, I'm sure you've been watching. I know we spoke about it a couple podcasts ago when uh, Steve McQueen is going to release his small acts on BBC One. I don't know if you had the chance to watch yeah. any of those. So I haven't had a chance to watch that, actually. BBC caught me off guard when I saw all of the content that was on there. And I ended up yeah. blindsided by a show called Man Like Mobin, which is... Oh, Man Like Mobin, yeah. So good. Yeah, yeah. No, that show was dope. But um, yeah, I know, obviously, that at the time we, when we spoke about it, I remember saying, we were saying we should boycott BBC because obviously there were some fuckeries that happened yeah. with the whole, um, the whole uh, uh, N-word... Uh, fiasco and stuff. Yeah, well. um, in the in the with the harder, sorry, with the harder. Again, I heard. Yeah, so, what's that, sorry, bro? So there was a BBC radio show that happened recently, and one of the um, a, a caller came in and was using the N word repeatedly over and over again, and then the radio yeah. pretty much um, allowed for the whole show to go on with the caller, and even thanked the caller at the end. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've 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 heard about that. I've heard about that. I I I don't know much about it, but I've heard about it. But yeah, I don't know what's happening with that. Is there like an investigation or something going on? No, but people are calling for um for the radio host to be sacked, really. You know, because that yeah. person pretty much engaged and entertained a caller using yeah. it. I've listened to LBC before. You know. Yeah. Cut them off straight away. To remain. Yeah. It's true. That's very The government are purposely allowing these frameworks to be to try and make it unintegrable, you know, 
because when there's no doubt in the media, it you lose democracy. Yeah, it's true. It's true. No, it's true because well, even in football, when you hear a footballer swear on the pitch, yeah, they they're quick to apologize. Yeah, they're quick to apologize for the footballer. Yeah, so no, nah, that's that's mad. That's mad. But um. Um, sorry, well, with the sorry, with the small action, bro. Honestly, when you have a yeah. chance, when you have a chance, watch it. Only two of them have been released now, so I'm not really one of those people that are gonna you could spoiler alert, everybody. Spoiler alert. Yeah, no, no, I'm not gonna give you a spoiler. I'm gonna get, I'm not gonna tell you what happened necessarily. Yeah, yeah. I can give you the premise of that, but obviously, is yeah. um two that is five collections of uh, five movies, um, five collections of movies. Yeah, I'm getting my words mixed up. Five movies, yeah, and the whole thing all together is called Small Acts. So the first one that came out was called Mangrove about the Mangrove Nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's dope, bro. That's a good piece of Black British history for everyone to learn. Dope. Like, I didn't... I didn't I've about heard about them. What's up, bro? You want to explain about it in a little bit? Brief. Yeah, yeah, so cool. Quick. Um, so the Mangrove Nine were uh, a group of people, activists and non-activists, mm-hmm. um, who used to hang out in a place called the Mangrove in, yep. I want to say, Ladbroke Grove mm-hmm. in um, West London. Yeah. And apparently it was a great, it was like a cafe, but it was like a place for like young black people to just meet and talk politics, music, wow. sports, all that kind of stuff. It was a proper vibe, like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, where black people can just be free and be themselves. And um, the police were just on 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 its case from like, it's it, the beginning, it, from the day it opened and stuff. Um, raiding it after raid after raid, saying that they're selling drugs and prostitution and whatnot. Um, so then they... Uh, 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 that one of one of the Mangrove of Nine, who's a woman called Althea Jones, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, she was also one of the leaders of the Black, the UK Black Panther Party. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they led a protest against the police, um, which obviously turned a bit violent, I guess. And uh, then, yeah, they had to represent themselves at the Old Bailey, bro. The I mean, Old Bailey. Bro. Police would literally just beat them with the batons. Literally, bro. Ah, oh, bro, you need to watch it, man. You would love it. Like, it's so sick. Like, I, I, one thing I would say now, it threw me off the whole thing because you know when they said the collection of movies, yeah? I yeah. don't know why I was expecting like some short, maybe 60 minute movie. Bro, the whole thing was like almost two hours, the first one. Oh, like, mate. the first one was almost, yeah, yeah, it's, it's dope, bro. And like, yeah. just. I have to add it to my movie night. Yeah, yeah, no, add it to your movie night. Add it to your movie night. That's and one guy in there, but yeah. There's one guy in there called Dark as How. Who people may have may have heard of. He's he only died quite recently, but he's been an activist in the UK for. Isn't years. he the guy that is like that was online? Yeah, remember those the riots, and he goes, "Excuse me, when you're talking yes. to yes. West yes. Indian yes. bro, yes. I will never forget darkest. Yeah, man. yeah, man, like darkest fam. Honestly, legend, yeah, legend, bro, spiritual. Okay. Honestly, bro, dope. Like he's so he's um that, that you you get more about his story. And when he's a young man and stuff, so he's been about this from early, bro, from young. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so he's in it. Uh, he's part of the Mangrove Nine. But yeah, bro, honestly, really, really, really good, man. Like, you know how we talk about we don't get enough Black British history and stuff? And that's like, obviously, that's relatively very modern history as well. But yeah. very important as to how me and you move around in this country, in this city. That's all part of it, bro. And mm-hmm. it's very important. So yeah, definitely everyone should go watch... Um, Small acts, and the second one, the one that came out last week, or oh, this Sunday, or well, Sunday just passed, I should say. Um, depending on when we dropped this, to be fair, so um, it might it, there might have been another one that comes out after that, but um, that one is called Lovers Rock, mm-hmm. and that one's about essentially black love and black music. Um, 
proper good, like good vibes. So obviously it's important to note that these stories are based around the Black um, African Caribbean community in Britain. Um, and yeah, so yeah, based around that. So a lot of the music, like culture, food, vibes. And yeah, man, very, very, another dope one. That one has Michael Ward in it. Michael yeah. Ward from Top Boy. Right. Uh, and, yeah. um, and uh, Blue Story. Yeah. So yeah, right, um, right uh, British actress. Say that again, bro. Is Letitia Wright a British actress? Yes, yes, yeah. Letitia Wright's a British actress, yeah. yeah. She's from Guyana, I want to say originally. Yeah. I think. But she's yeah, but she's British, yeah. But yeah. um yeah, she's not in this one. She's in Mangrove Nine. Yeah, she's man- a mangrove, but she's not, yeah. But um Michael yeah, I'll definitely is in the What's that, bro? latest one. Michael Ward is in the latest one, you're saying. Yeah, he's in the latest one. He's in Lovers Rock. And that one's that bro. Honestly, when you watch it, you're gonna be so gassed. It's so spiritual that the music, like dub music. That one's got like it's got like it's just spiritual. The music, the vibes, like it's uh bro. Honestly, I, I I would actually say watch that one first. That one's shorter. That one's about for about forty five minutes. Okay. Yeah, but bro, honestly, like the, the music here, yeah, uh you're just gonna be so gassed. Like yo, know, yeah, bro, definitely. After you have to watch it, and we have to speak okay. about it. So next time we'll we'll do a recap on it. Yeah, but no, but dope. But overall, yeah, I'll definitely say, um, watch there. Yeah, watch the two. Small acts films have come out so far, real dope. It's so good to see the small acts um, production and that um, series of, of films that are tackling those um, social political things. And it's interesting because I remember not too long ago I was kind of reflecting on some nostalgia on things like Goodness Gracious Me and those kind of shows that used to be on the BBC that have kind of like disappeared in terms of presence, but then like looking at the BBC, bringing back these kind of medias as well. And then, and then, and then seeing it that way, once it's been scrutinized, you know, cause we're literally like it's yeah. been scrutinizing and then it's being forced to change. And then it's being forced to make fun and more available for these producers rather than them going to their typical legion of producers that they're constantly using and bankrolling with taxpayers money because it's easy and it works. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I was online, and I bumped into one um, show called Man Like Mobin as well. And I was, and I was really taken aback by just um, how informative it was and just how just the use, you know, of actual real life scenes and situations that, that could potentially occur and real potential obstacles that could occur in people's thoughts and feelings. So the way that they brought it up and challenged them in a nice satirical way and for a few seasons and short, concise episodes, I just thought, wow. It, yeah. I, I saw Moby in the, on Instagram. I never really watched him wholeheartedly, took him in like that. However, after watching that series and seeing the kind of way that they chose to tackle certain hard political social subjects and then also very in a very inclusive way that made a lot of other that could bring an audience together just like yeah you could see why media is so important you know so again it is it's, it's nice to content review and to to understand and the way and I, I and i like our kind of emphasis on looking and scrutinizing media mainly because of the branding the new the branding the sorry the rebranding that media has gone for as a whole a lot of people forget that you know tv is not that is not that um is not that um old you know and then people having tvs in their house so accessibly it's not that it's not it's quite still relatively new as well and media when initially was just used 
to inform people, you know? And then through Hollywood, through the Hollywoodification of media, was it used to spread propaganda stories? Do you know what I'm trying to say? So yeah, facts. That we're now in the later stages and developing this thing and then starting to understand that now, that the, now it's now that the media is still in a form of propaganda information phase because it's being yeah. captured. And when, without the media, without journalism, a lot of movements wouldn't have happened. And those journalism had to be real and authentic. Otherwise, they would never have happened. How do we know? Even when we look at certain protests, like the, in Nigeria, how journalism affected yeah. Nigeria gaining independence from Britain, you know, early on in the 1960s, you'd see that there was a big push because there was pushes being made before the 1960s for these things to happen. However, it was only when a famous predominant black British um, journalist came back towards the cause and started to help speak up for the people that were being underrepresented that they get to make real movements. So journalism is really important and it's important that it's accountable and it's important that it's also done in a way that is um, in a, that can be scrutinised. And it doesn't necessarily need to be done in a way where people that are doing it are pretentious and moving like, oh, um, you know, and like the, I'm talking about the, like people that are calling the media to accountability. You don't have to be pretentious or have to be looking to, to fail people in order for us to be scrutinizing them. We know we're screening them to keep them short and in check to keep them better, you know? Like, I'm for one, I'm all about a society of forgiveness because people are meant to make mistakes, but the only way we can forgive is if they accept their wrong. If people accept their wrongdoings and are ready to move on, but without scrutiny, there's no chance for forgiveness because scrutiny gives people a chance to see where they could be wrong and then gives them a chance to them to accept being wrong and then allows the system to regulate itself, you know? But I think that now we're so far away from scrutinizing the media and even looking at it the way that we're choosing to do, the way that the news made us do this platform is choosing to. I think that other media platforms are shy, shy away and even stop this, which it therefore lowers the integrity of media, you know? Yeah. Definitely. No, I definitely agree. I definitely think, like we say, um, we, where we have checks and balances in regards to the government and holding them accountable, I definitely think the media needs to be held accountable. Exactly. Um, one, one million percent, bro. And obviously, we, especially now in this day and age of social media and stuff, mm. you know, people and uh, publications, popular publications, can just put false narratives out there Indeed. and skew, and skew. Bro, we know the media is basically a third, the third arm of any ruling um ruling government essentially um that's not how it was and that's not how it's meant to be because no, really I agree. The, the reason why democracy came about was almost because of journalists <laughs> yeah yeah that, that was also part of checks and balances yeah. uh the media well, like you know but now <laughs> but now because obviously but obviously when, once you have billionaire you know lobbyists and stuff that own half the media and stuff yeah. influencing uh um uh elections etc then you know the media becomes a a, 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 a a dog with no bark a dog with no bite essentially you know is, i think that like i don't like like i always try to think what is the way like 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 i always say to people like when you go to work here and your boss pays you does you do you tell your boss what you're to do or does your boss tell you what to do I just like to ask people to find out 
like out of curiosity, uh, um, what, how does it go usually in a workplace to your knowledge? You know, in a working environment, who yeah. does the boss tell the employee what to do, or does the employee tell the boss what to do? That's what I'm I'll tell the boss, isn't it? The boss will obviously give you your, you know, the boss will lay out what your job role is and your job, your what your what's required of you from your role. Yeah, and then, you know, you, you yeah. as the employee, whatever, that will then have to fulfill that, you know. Okay, cool, 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 perfect. And then to get a job, yeah, do you have to interview for a job? Uh, yeah, most most of the time. And then when you get hired, is there like a three month probation where you could lose your job because you're not doing a job well? Yeah, there is. And then even if that three month probation you, you meant to manage to pass, if it comes out later that you're not doing your job well, will, will you will you be eligible to lose your job from your boss by your boss? Yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah. 100%. your boss can fire you, right? Yeah. If you're, not doing, if you're not performing to do your job or if you're not um, doing what the group job title was, right? Yeah. So, so do we understand that as a society between the two of us, at least? Is that, do you think, understood by majority of people in um, the Western British society? society you think? Well, we like to think so because majority of Western society is employed by someone. Yeah. You know, so we, yeah, yeah. You kind of do get fired if you don't do your job well, right? Mm-hmm. And if you don't do what the job was advertised for, what you interviewed for, you could. If you don't do what you interviewed for, you could also be fired. Yeah. 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 So that is the kind of the check and balance, right, between the boss yes. and whatnot, right? Cool. So, yeah. who is the boss of the prime minister or the MPs? We are. Wow. So we, the people that allow ourselves to get fired. Yeah, how can we? Ha, 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 so who who hires and fires the MPs then? Well, this is it. This is when this is this is a question. So G and something trying to say so. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. So so how how can we hire, fire, review politicians or MPs? Not even politicians, because anyone can be a politician. Someone that is a member of parliament that has directly been hired by um, us. I don't I'll be honest I don't know the actual inner workings I don't know if like we can as like why don't we like, know though no no right why don't we know it's true I I, I one I assume Public you know you can you can obviously bring your local MP into like question and then you know oh. obviously we know there's by-elections and all that kind of stuff um, and by-elections are when are elections for specific constituencies outside of general elections that's the best way I can des- describe it anyway but um, I don't know how you can trigger those by-elections. I don't know how. I think usually, if like it's if it's it's apparent that the MP has obviously misled her constituents or his constituents, then um, we can obviously bring that person into uh, question. Yeah. And then and then how do we like you know the reason I'm saying this because there's technicalities for me you know. I yeah. Just, yeah. Like, with technicalities. And these kind of things that come up is that is what people will use because if people wanted to go and buy trainers now, they'll go on an app, log in online, and do it. You know, yeah. if they wanted to, you know, snitch on someone, report a crime, they can go and call the nine nine nine. You know, if they wanted yeah. to, you know, report some abuse, they can call RSPCA. If they wanted to bring down their neighbour or whatever, they can do this. If they wanted to help themselves, they can even barely call nine 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 to go to the hospital these days. Yeah. You know, 
because all of the money is being put into catching people out rather than calling people to help or helping people. So why yeah. is it it's easier in society to for a company that has that has one million to make an app easy for someone to buy something from, but a government yeah. can spend twelve billion on track and trace, but we still can't use that same kind of financial resource to create systems where we can easily communicate to our MPs in a more modernized way, where we can easily yeah. scrutinize in a more modernized way. Are we getting stupider or are we getting smarter? If we're getting stupider, is not not because of our leaders? Yeah, no, bro. Do you know how I think it is? I think they just add, like if the bureaucracy that's involved, where there's not a clear line of communication between us, the the civilian, and the the public servant, which is the MPs, and that needs to be clearer. You know, obviously, you know, like I said, I think I've mentioned on the previous podcast. Obviously, you know, you can get MPs' uh, email addresses and all that kind of stuff. But obviously, that 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 it's. I just think it's not clear how one can go about um, removing someone that obviously not doing their job. Like you know, I'm MP sure or someone like that or that perfect example. It's clear that the the country's mood is that the government have have not been doing their job well during yeah. this pandemic, but yet there's been no threat to the government in power losing that position today. Um, you know, no one's calling for an election, obviously, which I understand because we got Brexit and again through pandemic and all that, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, like it's, it's, I can't explain it. It's just a progressive society where people can't do things that they should be doing or things that they like need to be doing. Like, why is it that, yeah, that we as the people allow are allowing ourselves to be um short short serves but if there's a new update at work all adults will quickly move forward and fast to say this and do that yet the people that are like jumping anytime the whip is 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 cracked call everybody else sheep and everybody else brainwashed but they're the same people that are tuning in right on time at 10 p.m to watch the news they're the ones that are saying dinner needs to be at eight o'clock Breakfast needs to be at seven. You need to be here at this time, but we're brainwashed. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not against routine. You get what I'm trying to say? But when every elderly person is on Facebook at the same time using Facebook to criticise children are all on social media, at the same time, they're just in fake news from Donald Trump. Who is the problem here? When young people are taught by elderly people and older people or... The opposite, ignored and therefore not taught by them because society doesn't have community centres or any community to teach them. Who is the problem here? Is it a child that was born into no community and no resources? Is it the rich person that, was, that didn't have the rich child that didn't have their parent around so they were, were neglected and don't have love and empathy for anybody? Or is it people that are running the world that, that, aren't, that are negligent? Because we can say, oh, they're just bureaucracy. Oh, I'll give it to my friend. No, 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 no. But... That's why I'm not a leader right now. If you would sabotage power, you don't compete for the power because you know you're going to be corrupt. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, normal people would go, oh, if I was Boris, I would probably do what he's doing. That's why you're normal because you're not meant to have, you know what I'm trying to say? You don't have the skills to represent and lead people into the future. Do you know what I mean? So I I, I would would try to understand, like, like, where that comes from. 
you know and i kind of i'm kind of yeah. asked that question like where, where do you think that comes from like where do you think that the elderly negligence that the arrogance of the people 40 <laughs> and plus comes from yeah, bro, I, I think it's a, it's a whole host of things. I think it's something. They've been voting for the last 20 years, the people 40 and plus. They had to have been, or they have not been voting. Yeah, so the same political apathy. It's not, it's not new. It's something I feel like we, we as a country, as a, as a, as a as, yeah, as a country, I have to deal with, you know. We don't have super high voting turnouts in, in, in countries that I guess everyone has an opinion. And I guess you would say everyone is kind of, to some degree, politically engaged through social media and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, when it actually comes out to voting and stuff, it's not like it's not like we have an incredibly high turnout. So I definitely think it's political apathy, which is one thing. And I think people are just getting. I feel like people just get on with their lives and accept what's being handed to them from the government. Do you think whether that, that be from, younger people, that older people are teaching them apathy and then blaming them? Yeah, essentially, essentially. When young people are speaking up, they're saying to them, they're not, there's, there's no support. Do you know what's interesting? And then the world is actually dying. Do you know during all this, like, this year with the riot, oh, when I say riots, you know, uh, let me check myself, with yeah. the protests and stuff, with uh, Black Lives Matter and stuff, I remember at work we had some, like, Black Lives Matter forum or whatever, and uh, one woman uh, was like, you know, she hasn't seen something like that since um, the poll tax right, uh, protests yeah. against, I think it was Thatcher's government, I don't remember. But, was, um, yeah. And I think that was like the largest... They both modelled that up, and then Thatcher just was like, well, George started a muddler, and I'm going to just rip off everyone's neck who complains about this. Look, <laughs> you know, he killed people. Yeah, bro, it's mad. And then obviously, like, yeah, so, like, she was just saying that, you know, she hasn't seen something like that. You know, since, since 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 then, and that 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 was what, um, God knows how long ago, and uh, uh, you know, so it's like where we, it's not like we're not, but I think it's not like we're not engaged, I guess, but it's like these things can tend to bore people, and obviously, like I said, bro, bro, there's so much other things that people are trying to get through in life, whether that's, that's you know, is dropping bombs on a country boring. Is no, of course, but those, those, but there will be we, those um, protests around that as well. With well, I know Iraq had huge protests, but, but when Cameron, no, but, out, but they still did it. I know, I know. Keep dropping bombs. So really, nothing. Oh, so really, nothing these, happens. Yeah, yeah. It's almost as though like these people will rather not feel pain by of the pain of doing something, so they'll choose apathy and let people do all the pain of the 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 reality once they've passed. Because I, I honestly think that these baby boomers, yeah, like mm-hmm. the 40 plus, they're like, they're, and, then, and, then, and then, you know, like, I think that they're the ones right now that are, that are dominating society and deciding to elect whatever champion they have because they're the ones that have the, what's it called, finances, what's it called, disposable income to purchase. Yeah. They're the ones that, are, that have grown up through the Thatcher neoliberal push and the succession of it and I and that whole thinking about yourself first and they're the ones that have the choice now to create community yeah they're the ones that have the time because they have disposable income like disposable income really does give you time to be a political citizen to have choice and to to say yeah if this doesn't happen I throw money here but time and time again we see that people in there that have money 
will rather use their money to bail out a right-wing Carl Rittenhouse and post two million bill for someone that's murdered someone than to post two million bill, two million to save, to feed the kids, you know? Yeah. And then they yeah. use, because the individuals are quick that to those 40 plus people are quick to not use their money for the good causes because they're like, well, I never had this. Thatcher done this to me, so I never done this. So you can go through it too. You, they don't realize that they're angry. They're depressed. They're grieving and they're using their grief, projecting it on people that they can help. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Because that I never yeah. is actually a projection. You're not saying, well, I want to give value back to, I've given myself back value. I, I enjoy my life of value. Sharing this life of value is what makes sense because they can't see past that. Why? Because they're selfishly grieving through being done over. And so they're believing that being done over in, in younger generations is more acceptable because most of the rhetoric I've heard is, young people either to blame for the stabbings or anything that they do, but they're being led. It's like they're not seeing that young people have to follow the older people in their footsteps and their leading because they determine the rules. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, if the 40 plus didn't turn up on the buses, will, how would young people be able to go to where they want to go to? Who owns all the places that, or everything that young people uses? Who makes the knives? Is adults that make the knives and these weapons and these things. Who's selling it? Do you know what I mean? Who's importing these things? It's not that kids are learning the blueprints to make guns and to make knives and then going to their, to their still factory friends and then saying, oh yeah, make me this sharp blade and then have it properly done with a nice rubber grip handle. This is technology, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, bro, it's fun. It's like, what's good? You heard stories about like people in the hood saying that they'll wake up and come outside and there'll be trucks full of guns and, and, and crack cocaine or whatever. Just in, it's just left there in the hood, you know. So like these things, obviously, all engineered and stuff. And um, we're watching it on Narcos. We're watching it on every single drug film now about Pablo Escobar, about how he worked with the CIA to put drugs in the neighborhood. But now, yeah. because it's so real, and because there's actually like people have been prosecuted for it, yeah, but it's just not being put in mainstream media. We have to watch it through romanticization, through films, so it feels like it's unreal. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're trying to, they're trying to distance the narrative like it's uh, it's all like dramatized and it's all Hollywood, false. Hollywood, it's Hollywood. No, yeah. it's pushed. the real things, bro. Mm-hmm. Real thing. Real things. Like when you look at the the George Young story and you watch Blow, and you got to see just how directly it is real because <laughs> it's like it's like it's like how is it that these things aren't being taught in modern times? just how easily it is for people to be corrupted and whatnot. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. You know, because everyone can come and sit from our point of view or anyone's point of view and call people out whenever. But that's because, like, we romanticise about how they've got there. Do you know what I'm trying to say? We romanticise that David Cameron really wanted to fuck a pig, you know? (laughs) Because he actually has a pig. One of the prime ministers of the Conservative Party of the last 10 years has actually admitted to having sexual intercourse with a pig. Yeah, fam. <laughs> so so when you man. think about these things that are actually happening, it's traumatic, bro. Yeah. It's, it's traumatic that, that, yeah. And the people that are leading us have gone through. These people are sick. You know what I mean? They've been yeah. through stuff, bro. Like, we're talking about... Um, small acts here now yeah, and them showing us the, about the mangrove but those same leaders are still traumatised trauma doesn't just come over because we there's been some solution yeah you know 
no facts it's true it's true bro it's uh <laughs> and then and then these tories want people to stop liking government liking being governed why because if they can stop doing their job but still be elected they'll still get paid and still get to enjoy high society and instead of it being government by the governed by the government you'll be governed people will be governed by individuals and private <laughs> private equity companies you get what I'm saying? it'll be governed by money yeah no and then people that have money will essentially have no options because there'll be no overall government to protect their human rights like even leaving the eu Brit- the british people are now left without actual a bill of um human yeah. rights it's true it's mad then that's that bro i definitely think we definitely need to do an episode purely on that because it is so crazy how much we are stripping of ourselves as individual citizens just to get this brexit thing through over the line um it's yeah it's worrying bro it's it's it's, it's massively massively concerning because it's like we okay cool well see we you know 52 percent of the nation apparently voted to leave the eu but now those 52 percent of people can't even decide on what it is that they necessarily want their their future of britain to look like once we've left the eu and again i've always said it brexit was the most stupid um it, referendum stupid, ever it was manipulative yes mani- yes no you're right no manipulative. like trying to you know what is here we 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 have got to like stop being kind yeah and call it for what it is so we kind of we kind of don't want to say even say negative things but it's not negative yeah. if it's like the reality of it is more about accepting this hardship. It's adversity, it's adversity which does take the shape of negativity uh, at first hand. But it doesn't, adversity doesn't always need to lead to overall negative overall outcome, you know? Yeah. What are you, no, what you're right. doing is fucked up. But the reason why, I, I guess the reason why I said stupid the first time, mm-hmm. this was, bro, purely, and for me, this is the only thing that I always question. How are you going to have here a vote on leaving the EU and then not even bring up the question of the Good Friday Agreement. And I, again, I don't want to go into this in detail, but the Good Friday Agreement between uh, Northern Ireland and Republic of Ireland. So what happens there? Like, what happens there? No, no, like, people forget old bombs, and this was like in the 80s and 90s, bro. Like, like purely, just, just, just for those who understand, on, on a basic level, these two countries are two different countries, two different jurisdictions. Well, formerly it used to be one country, but... That's obviously there's a lot of politics involved in that. One is part of the UK. Colonialism involved that is. Well. Yeah, and of course. Yeah, I mean, and when you look at it, they're like Ireland wants to do what America done to the British and have a independence in it. And then yeah, be, bro. and the other is its own republic, its own its own nation, part yeah. of the EU. But they've agreed to not have any hard border in between both countries, and both citizens are allowed to go freely into either country and do whatever they please. Because yeah. essentially both countries are theirs, essentially. But then what? We leave the EU. What happens then? And no one, no one, no one, no one thought of that. That's what I don't understand. But I'm not gonna lie. That that really surprised me when I sat down and thought about it. So how did no one think about that before even putting this question up to people? It's wild, man. It's wild, bro. It's wild, man. It's wild. Yeah. And the thing is, yeah, it's like, it's um, honestly, it's like, it's like, it's. It's an attempt to disillusion the masses and to distrust the individual because everyone is selfish 
and they're trying to say that, but everyone isn't selfish. Other people go, ah, oh, shit. They see dogs and go, ah. Oh. They see babies and go, ah. Oh. You know what I'm trying to say? They see children, they're innocent. They see whatever and they see romance and they're happy. You know what I mean? They yeah. see things. So, no, it's not actual selfishness. People like to feel happy, bro. So it's like we're, they're, being, they're being tricked out of their own centre, their own position. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, I'm glad that the news is making us do this. Because yeah. you know? to be honest, it's, for me, it's not really about saying the Tories are evil anymore. Or, you know, because I won't lie, I, I, I came from that, you know. But it's not about it. It's just like Boris, yeah. like, is a real human being, you know. He, he really had a real affair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he had an affair with his secretary. You know, I doubt that they would have let that to come out. He got her pregnant, you know. He got her living with him while he was still married, you know, while he was prime minister. You know, David Cameron had sex with a pig, you know. I'm sure he didn't really want to do that, you know. Yeah. Margaret yeah. Thatcher's husband, fucking, like, he's a, pretty much an arms dealer, you know. Yeah. I'm sure, like, you know, that probably keeps them up at some point so they go on mad shopping sprees because she has to put diamonds on her shoes, you she's know. I wonder what you're doing I wonder what she did. Like, like, what do you want to be hiding internally to have to put diamonds on your shoes while people are using the most food banks ever? You come to dress that. Like, you can't feel good if you have to, if you have to put that much money on your feet. I can't explain to like, like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, like, obviously, something is being compensated for. If women and not sorry, sorry, if people can say that, um, shorter people have in the past bought bigger cars to compensate for something that they might be missing, yeah, then people can understand that that kind of thing, you know, maybe, maybe what, what, um, what, what is her name? Did I call her Thatcher? I meant to actually say someone else. What was her name before David Cameron? Who? Um, who? What? Theresa May. Theresa May. After, after, after David Cameron. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Oh, sorry. After they were coming, yeah. Before Boris. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, like it's just been so long that they've all been having a party, you know. Yeah, yeah I know, bro. It's like, like, I'm like, I'm like come and just say that these are evil. I can. Say, I think that these are, are obviously they've been raised in a way where they are easily able to look out for themselves rather than look out for other people. But I don't think that they're empty of empathy. The other day, a Tory government gov, uh, MP for the first time saw police mishandling members of the public and he was outraged i was like wow so only when you see it yeah. you feel it but obviously yeah you've been screaming about it for years and you don't you don't exactly but then he saw it and then his, his heart was destroyed because it was like a 72 year old woman the three officers were just grabbing her by her arm there kind of shove her into the back of a van and he was just like he must have been thinking i don't know what he was thinking but I, you know, I'm sure it was a moment of political weakness for him. Because he was like, no, I am an MP. He even was shocked. He was like, he had to tell the people, I'm an MP. I will do something about this. I'm thinking, mate, wasn't you elected to be to your safe, the safeguard? You know what I'm trying to say? So how disconnected must they be for an MP to only then, when they see it, only then when they then say, I'm going to bring a policy in. You know, we're in 2020. You must have seen it on YouTube. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, stupid, man. So, you know, <laughs> we can't take for granted just how yeah. ignorant they really are, you know? Facts. You know? Facts. No, it's true. I think, yeah. People will like, say that they're good people because they're not good people. They're weak leaders. 
they're outdated leaders, leaders that I want to maintain a status quo of lack of change yeah. and are scared of the fact that change can come because they don't know what, how they will feel. How would they be able to cover up their insecurities if they're not the most powerful people in the world anymore? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, how would right. I feel? Like, I had to become so powerful because I didn't feel powerful in my, in my little life, you know? And now, now that I've got to this power level, it doesn't feel like real power because I still have a little life, but I still, I control a lot of other people's lives. So what would happen if they become more powerful? Because, you know, like, truly powerful people aren't scared of other people amassing power. Yeah. You get what I'm trying to say? Because that's, true. <laughs> that's, that's not, they don't have insecurities because insecurity is the opposite of power. It's a weakness. So why, how can you be insecure of other people having power and say you're powerful? You know what I'm trying to say? So, I, I believe we're in a state of weak leadership, you know, like we're using these stories are very insecure, you know, wearing thousand pound like diamond shoes, your multi thousand pound diamond shoes talk about child poverty while children are, are not wanting to give 20 million to this, but they can just, oh, 72 million for truck and taste is technology is advancing, but it's not even working. And it's an Excel sheet that a school, a school kid could have made for, 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 for a school project, you know, so, um, yeah. No, never forget. Never forget. Sorry. The news definitely made us do that, though. For sure, man. Come on. Um. Yeah.